Performance On Demand Podcast, number 26. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Performance on Demand podcast with Craig and Jeremy, where you will learn all things endurance sports from training and nutrition to mental strength. Everything you need and want to know in one place. Welcome everyone to the Performance on Demand podcast. I'm your host, Craig Willard. And we also got Mr. Jim Brown. What's up, is Jeremy? Actually, is this thing actually working now? <laughs> I think it is. This is for those that are listening. This is like this round like two thousand seven hundred fifty-six <laughs> yeah. of making this podcast work. We got Jeremy at a at a ball field, and he's calling in through Skype. And I've had Tascam issues with my recorder. It's been all kinds of fun, but that's how podcasts go. Well, it's funny because it's 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 usually the people who are really good with technology that have the most problems. <laughs> well, that would be and exactly. I'm, I'm the right. not hint. I'm not hinting at your day job. But. <laughs> well, uh, let's be honest. I'm in. Uh, I I'm in management, so I don't get to do all the fun <laughs> See, stuff really at the bottom. I, and so I, I, I've I, forgotten about more than I ever knew. Yeah. So I'm actually probably yeah. at a deficit. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't have any of my guys who could fix everything here to right, help right, me. Right. So anyway, what's up, Jeremy? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to roll into this podcast. I think we've practiced it. Uh, this is the third time or fourth uh, at, time now. At, at least, at least. So, so I think we, I think I kind of know what I'm going to say. I've kind of got my uh, my my top five list, <laughs> and you got your five to make our yep. top ten list. I think we should just rock it out. Top ten race day tips. You want to go number one? Yeah, absolutely. Very okay. very very important. And the reason I put it at the top of the list is because it it uh, from a performance standpoint can make or break kind of your experience. And that is to trust the process. You know, you've, you've been down this road, you've walked down this path for months and months and months. You've trusted the coach, trusted the people around you. When you get to the race, it's not the time to start questioning. Am I prepared enough? Right. Or is that nutrition plan really what I should be doing? Or is this really the pace, the Watts that I should be holding? It's not the time to do that. It's the time to go on autopilot and just fly through that day. So do you have it? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I want to know. If they do that, what do they do to get out of it? Uh, they pull their bike over the side of the road and they start punching themselves in the face. <laughs> as hard as you can. <laughs> as hard. Just just beat yourself. Just just beat yourself. No. No. Um, no think, and that's the thing. The thing is, is, is it does happen. But they have to be of sound mind enough to say, no, I made this plan when I was mm-hmm. not under duress. Right. Or any type of stress whatsoever as far as, as physical race exertion. So the plan's solid. Even if I don't, even if I feel I can go faster, I need to trust it. Right. Because there's a reason we put that in place when I was of sound mind. Well, it's when you're there on race day, uh, all you think about is that race day. You don't remember the six, eight months or however long you've been training to that point, which is, which is why you are prepared for the day that you're, you know, for that day, for race day, you are prepared and you better, you better tell yourself that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be honest, regardless, as long as you tell yourself and you believe it, you will make it. Just don't overshoot. Just just don't overshoot your training. But as long as you stick to what you've been training, you'll make it. 
You will. Don't outrace your training. Don't outrace your training. Okay. Good tip. Good tip. What you got? Number one, the biggest thing that I hear about with people, especially the day before, that night before, is that they get that anxiousness and that all that cooped up energy and they can't sleep. Oh, yeah. And they freak out because they can't sleep. And the good thing is you don't have to. It's that it's the second to the fifth day before those are really kind of the you know, those are the days that are going to help you get through this race. That night before it has been it has been researched and it has been proven that if you don't go to sleep at all, you're still fine. So 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 what you're telling me is is as I'm laying there that night, I shouldn't stand up and go, Oh my god, I have to get to sleep. I know, I've right? Got to race I know. Tomorrow. So and just and just focus, laser focus in on I have to fall asleep. I have to fall asleep. I tell you right now, if you do that, there's not enough sheep for you to count. <laughs> I know. You'll never get there. Ever. So you know, what I tell a lot of people is the quick way to do this is especially if, if you're if you're training, and this doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're trying to uh you're going to talk to a group of people tomorrow and you're kind of excited about it. Or if you are going to run uh, an Ironman or a half or, or a sprint, or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But when you are ready to go to sleep, number one is relax. You don't have to worry about going to sleep. It doesn't matter. But number two, use your mind. Close your eyes when you're ready to go to sleep and visualize your day. Visualize how it's going to go tomorrow. Visualize you know, if you're if you're doing a, a an Ironman or some sort of triathlon. Visualize getting up in the morning, getting all your stuff together, whatever you need to take. Visualize you getting there, walking there. If you're driving, if you have to drive there, whatever it is, and, and visualize actually getting into that race, jumping into the water. Feel the water against your your skin, the air. Smell the air. Feel the breeze. Whatever it is, use all of your senses. And just walk, talk your way through it. And what you'll find is eventually you'll be asleep. And most of the time, it's before they even get to the first transition. Yep. That's what I say. Yep. No, that's, that's, that's a very, very solid and sound piece of advice. It does work. I promise that you have to trust in yourself and trust yep. the fact that you don't have to go to sleep. All right. Number three. Next one. So, um, this one kind of piggybacks on the last one, but it kind of dials in, dives into it a little bit more, and that is trust your plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a situation at a marathon, and I took out, and I'm, I'm running with a pace group because that's what a lot of people like to do when they when they do like just uh, long distance running races. And I find the pace group. I said, "All right, I'm staying with this pace group." I keep looking at my watch. We're about twenty to twenty five seconds per mile faster than what my initial pacing plan was, yeah. and so I made myself back off. I said, "No, I'm supposed to run this. Right. I'm running this." Lo and behold, the guy that was pacing it only ran half of the marathon and handed it off to another person, and he brought everybody in about eight minutes under the goal pace for the half. Wow. And by the time we got to the 20-mile mark, there was nobody left in the pacing group. They were all walking. I passed all of them, but I trusted the plan. Right. And so, again, that's that thing, like I said a minute ago, I was in sound mind when my coach and I discussed it, and then we said, this is your goal. This is your target. Stay here. Trust it. And so that's, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to beat a dead horse too much, but that is so, so big is just, is just to trust the work you put in and trust your planning. And don't pay attention to the people that are passing you or the people that are catching up with you because you don't know their state of mind. You don't know what they're trying to do. Maybe they see you in your really cool Jersey and they want to try to beat you because you look cool. When you look around, you see people that are having better bikes than you that you want to keep up with or passing you on a worse bike. 
and you, you visually think, oh my God, they're, they have such horrible equipment and they're still passing me. I got to speed up. Don't. Stay the course with the plan because you're dieting, all your nutritional things that you probably figured out, uh, whatever it is that plan-wise, if you change any of those, um, those circumstances, that's going to change your outcome. And it may not be Absolutely. the way you like it. Absolutely. Number uh, four. Number four. No time four. expectations. Oh. None. So what happens is the first thing you do when you go to a race, you see somebody that you know and you're like, hey, what, how, how, what are you trying to do this in? And that is the number one point of failure for someone is because they set a time and they don't realize that when you set a time, when you set an outcome goal, that you cannot control the outcome. You cannot control the things in the environment which can affect your outcome. You can't control being run over in the swim. You can't, or I guess swam over. You can't control having flat tires. You can't control losing some nutrition that maybe had fallen or you, you know, you put your water bottle behind your seat and it fell and you had to make a choice whether you stop, whatever. You can't con control the fact that you had two flat tires. Uh, there's so many outcomes. I'm sorry. There's so many variables to your outcome that you can't, you can't control it. So what can you control? And that is what you just said earlier, which was make sure you stay with your pace. Yep. Do not worry about the outcome. If you work on the goal settings uh, properly, this should just be another day in the park for your training. It's just your victory lap, as Jeremy likes to say. Do not, I don't care what, I don't care what they say. I don't care if your coach tells you to set an outcome goal. If they, if they do, we probably should have a conversation. But anyway, don't set an outcome goal. It's good? Good. Good. Right. Yep. Number five? Always lose count. I think it's five. Yep, you're five. Um, this one is going to be geared more toward the long course athlete, but is still relevant for the short course athlete. Is on race day you have trained for that race. On race day, your only job is to eat and drink. And I'll say that again: your only job is to eat and drink. Your body has been through the motions. Um, physiologically, you're ready. Everything is in tune. The muscles are in the right spot, just perfectly aligned for this day. But if you don't eat or drink, it doesn't matter the work you did up to that, your day is done or your day is miserable. Yeah, it, and the longer you, the longer in distance that you go, the more important this is, this is important for this. This is important for the sprint distance. Um, but it's not as crucially important. You can kind of cheat the system a little bit In Olympic. It's more important. Half is really important. And a full is absolutely one of the most important things you can do. So how do they know if it's too much or not enough? Is there, is there things that they can do or is that more well, of just working with your coach to ensure that you have the nutritional settings? Yeah, you, yes, you should have that in place well before the race. Um, and, and that's actually something we can discuss. I, um, Tracy sent an email and had a bunch of questions. A lot of them are nutritionally based. So we'll cover those, uh, very soon. Okay. Uh, maybe we can get Courtney on here and talk too, but yeah, that'd be good. yeah, it's, it's, you should have that plan in place at least four weeks before your race and know what's going to be done minus some very small tweaks. Oh, very good. Anything else on that? Very that's it. All right. Next one. Number six. Six. No negative self-talk. What Ooh. is that? That is a good one. Well, and half people probably don't even know what I mean by that. So uh, when you're out on the course or even before and you're telling yourself you can't do it, you're not going to be able to finish, you're not prepared for this, as, you, as we mentioned earlier, if you have those comments in your head, you might make them happen. Very much so. So. Your comments to yourself, those thoughts, that self-talk, better be forward-progressing comments 
think think of things that you would say to your mother. Because what I would always tell people about self-talk is what you say to yourself. If you were to say those to your friend, they would no longer be your yes. friends. They would no Absolutely. longer give one flying F about you. Because most of the time that. we we beat ourselves up. We are our own worst critics. And we find the things in us that are flaws in which other people would never even notice. But we want to, uh, you know, um, we, we want to excel, but yet we don't allow ourselves because we beat each other up or beat ourselves up. So no negative yep. self-talk, none whatsoever. That you, I don't want to hear I can't in your mind. No, I can't. Impossible. Oh, my God, this is going to kill me. Whatever. You're going to survive. I promise you. You'll do fine. You will. But if your mindset, if those thoughts in your head, that self-talk, which is your thought, which is your focus, if that is not positive, you will have a negative outcome. I don't care. Yes. I don't care what it is. If it's not positive, your outcome is negative. Your result and your race is going to be worse than you ever thought. So keep positive mindset. That's money. Absolutely money. And, and that one kind of goes right in line with, with the next one. And that's uh, for me, which number seven is uh, very similar uh, to what I had already discussed. You'll notice it all kind of ties in together. But this one is just to stay in your box, control the controllables. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if you can't touch it or reach it, if it's not within your reach, it's not something you can control. Yep. There are things, you know, people freaking out about will the swim happen or not? Well, you can't control that. Are you ready for the swim if it happens? Okay, that's all you need to know. Right. Um, you know, oh, it's going to be so windy on the bike. Well, can you control that? Nope. Everybody else is riding the wind too. You know, mm -hmm. and, and just take care of what you can take care of. Remove that unneeded stress. There is a certain amount of stress that comes with race day organically. It's just there. And we want to make sure that we remove any unneeded stress. And, you know, you can't say it much more clear. Control what you can control. Let go of what you can. Yes. And, and have the, the knowledge to know the difference. The differentiation. That is one of the harder parts. Yeah. It's because, you know, we oftentimes think we can control something, but we really can't. Right. Uh, yep. Although we might feel like we can, uh, we're not. We're not going to. But there are plenty of things in which you can, and those are inside of you, your body, your thoughts. Uh, you know, ensuring that you can eat, and even controlling how you handle circumstances and situations. If you have a flat tire, don't freak out. Don't just get off your bike and fix it. Don't worry about it. Which leads into my next one. Perfect. Which is Segway like a boss. Segway. Uh, be in the moment. It doesn't matter if you spent 20 minutes in the transition. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter if you couldn't hardly find your bag. Once you find it, once you have found it, and you have changed your clothes, take off and you're gone. It doesn't matter. Don't, don't worry about what happened before that it's going to, again, it's going to affect your outcome. Don't worry about it any longer. If you, if you worry about it, you're living in the past. If you live in the past, you can't have the best performance of your life. And you also can't worry about what's in the future. That anxious moment, that anxious thought about that big-ass hill that you, you drove last week that is going to kick your ass. Don't worry yeah. about it till you have to. Being in the moment means it doesn't matter until it gets to me. And if it's not in my next step, I could care less about it. And it, if it was in my last step, I could care less about it. Be yeah. and, and centered <clears throat> in, in the moment. And one thing I always tell people in that regard is, you know, pretend you're in a car. Break off your damn rearview mirror. Yep. You don't need it. 
That's true. There's nothing that you just came through yep. that's going to have anything to do with where you're at or where you're going. Well, so it, break that damn mirror off, throw it out the window. If you're living in your rear view and you're driving the car, you're going to crash into the future. You're going to destroy it. True story. So True story. Because you won't know any difference. All right. Next. All right. And my last one uh, is something that I think actually is one of the most underutilized things on race day, and that is to savor the journey. Ask anyone that has completed a full distance or even, even their first half distance or half sprint, or I mean uh, first sprint or first Olympic, um, savor it. So many people get there and they just blow through that finish line because they are wanting to get a certain time right. or they want to sprint that finish and shoot. And it's like, what's that extra three seconds? Those are memories you just basically pissed on as you ran by them. So especially the full course people, you spend some anywhere from 10 to 17 hours looking for that one freaking banner with the clock on it. Yeah. Don't rush through it. Savor the journey during the day. Really soak it up. Really, truly enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, when that day is over, you start looking forward to what's next. Yeah, and true. so you've got to have some of those memories that, that you know, can inspire you along the way with whatever your next step in your, in your journey is. And I, w- I would add to that, savoring the moment or savoring the journey also includes the gratitude that you should place on the course to all the people that are there helping. Yes, because if that's you, that's free energy. That man, is free energy. You tell will, the policeman, "Thank you, yep, man." Yep, yep. That's awesome. You know the ones that, that struggle. Is, the ones I saw struggle, like when I, uh, in Louisville, uh, they would they were not they didn't care about anybody, and they were struggling. But if yep, you look absolutely. over and you see the eyes and these people, are, and they're they're jumping around and they're screaming and hollering your name, man, try to get some energy out of them, smile at them, and say thank you for being here to support me. High five them. Do whatever you can to help you get energy to push through because the, especially the fools they're going they're tough they're not you know that's that's why what when ten thousandth of a percent of the people on this planet have done them savor right. the journey that hardly anyone has ever done savor. Yep. So. and and the last thing to speak on that too that finish line don't be a damn triathlete and be pausing your watch when you cross that line <laughs> i've seen more screwed up uh, photos finisher photos and i true. we did that that Ragnar relay, uh, last weekend. Yeah, and yeah. one of the pictures of me, as I'm looking at my damn watch, checking my pace on one of the trails. Yep. Don't be a triathlete. Yep. Cause you're not yeah, right. I'm, I'm, you do triathlons. I'm off my soapbox now. Right. Yeah. I'm off my soapbox, right. but don't be that person. All right. So, all right. all right. Number 10, Take us home. number 10, compete or complete and know the difference. So a lot of times people will prepare the, the difference to compete and complete is obviously one is just to complete the race. The other is to compete. So it's be competitive. It's whether it's in your age group or whatever it is that you're trying to compete for. You I was going to say the letter L. <laughs> letter <laughs> L. Uh, so are you going to compete or are you going to complete? And know that in advance because your planning and your preparation will be to compete or complete. And you can't come to the race with a completing training, with a completer's training plan and expect to compete. Now you might just happen to get competitive. Because you don't know who's going to show up and the people that are actually faster than you potentially don't do well or don't show. So you actually do end up competing. However, the mindset must be consistent with the training. You need to know when you come in today or that race, am I competing or am I completing? And I have to remind myself every day. So when I try to speed up to keep up with some group, I'm completing. I need to make sure that I have the proper energy at this point to get where I need to go and to, com- and to complete. 
if you if you get in there with a competitive mindset and you start running with people, you're going to outrun your training and you're going to end up dying. Now, I don't mean that literally, but you're going to fall flat on your face and you're going to struggle. Yep. And then I also so want to give one last really number 11, which I think is actually probably should have been. This is the bonus and this is the big one. Smile. Oh, do so, not so many opportunities missed. Don't do not get on Facebook and say, hey, the camera's going to be at, at the hill on mile 22. Make sure you're smiling. Don't smile for the flipping camera. Smile for you. Smile because you're doing it. Smile because you're accomplishing things that other people have never accomplished. Smile because you love it. And if you don't love it, you need to ask yourself why you're doing it. You better smile, Jeremy. If you're if you're one of Jeremy's uh, clients, if you're one of his athletes, and you don't, and he catches you not smiling, <laughs> woo! Going, ask, ask around. That's that's going the thing. Be trouble, man. There there have been more smiles from the Mind Right team this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know. I, I think I've seen one photo where an athlete wasn't smiling, and I've only had a couple instances on course where they weren't smiling. But it it didn't take much of me acting like a fool jumping around to get them to smile. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, truly, truly appreciate the journey that you're on and, and, and smile. You know, that's, that's a big, big, big one. It is. All right. So that's it. That wraps up the top 10 race day tips. If you need to re-listen to this, uh, if you have any questions, comments, you want to get on the, on the, on the podcast, you uh, have a topic you want us to cover, this, is, this podcast is really for you. So let us know. Performance on demand podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach Jeremy on his website, mindrightmultisport.com. You can also reach me at uh, u-discover.com. We also have a Facebook page. It's Facebook forward slash perform on demand. You can also get us on uh, Twitter, perform on demand. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. But anyway, if you're listening to this and you're about to race, this is your race. This is your day. No one else's, yours. Get your ass out there and get to racing. Have a damn good time. Enjoy yourself while you're there. I won't say good luck because you're going to create your own. You're prepared and it's perfect timing. So go out there and kick ass. Take care, everyone. Later. Later.